Okay, so we all know it can be super hard to be productive all the time, and that time itself is at a premium. So anything that can help you do more with less time is something I'm always on the lookout for. So what if I told you that there's one hour in the day that if you focus on it, treat it with respect and follow some simple guidelines can be the key to your success in life? Sounds great, right? In this episode, I'm talking about when that golden hour is and how you can make the most of it. If you're time poor and want to know where in the day to focus your mind, then this is it. Are you ready to make the most of your golden hour? Then let's dive in. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hey, and welcome to the Powering Your Passion podcast. So I'm not sure if I told you before, but I love to read. I am a total bookworm. It doesn't matter if it's fiction or non-fiction, novels, self-development or business books, I just hoover them up. I've been like it since I was a child where I could always be found in my room, buried at anything by Roald Dahl, Judy Bloom, Enid Blyton, series like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, the, the Babysitter's Club, The Secret Garden, Little Women series, Chronicles of Narnia, the list just goes on. I must have read thousands over the years. When I asked what I wanted for Christmas or birthdays, books were always top of the list. Yes, I wanted other things too, but I always knew exactly what books I wanted. And that love has come with me to adulthood, but has developed from not just enjoying a story to real addiction to learning. I still love escaping into different worlds and adventures when reading novels. But as I've got older, my love of reading has spilt over into the self-development world. You've probably already guessed it as I talk about this a lot. But I can't get enough of books about human psychology, habits and behaviours, and basically anything related to self-development. Business books I enjoy too, as I believe you need to learn from others' experiences as much as you can, but anything that can help you grow and develop, I'm a total sponge for. Anyway, why am I talking about books? The reason I went off on that tangent is that this episode came to mind because recently I dipped back into some books that are favourites of mine, and I found a gold nugget I wanted to share with you. So I like to go back to books I've already read that I got a lot from, so I can be reminded of what I learned with them because as time passes, you forget. Also, the first time you read something, you just don't take everything in, right? Most people only remember one or two key concepts from reading a book or attending a training course anyway. So usually at the start of the year, I will choose one or two books I enjoyed in the past and I start them again. Now, I like to change things up. So if I read it the first time, I'll listen to the audiobook. And you guessed it, if I listen to the audiobook, I'll read it either on Kindle or as a physical book this time. The two I've gone back to in the past month are Michael Hyatt's Free to Focus and Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy's The Gap in the Game. Now, if you haven't had a chance to read these books, then definitely give them a try. They are well worth it. But giving you the book review site's Blinkist summary... Free to Focus challenges some common myths surrounding productivity and proposes a new way to approach our workday. In a distraction-laden and attention-sapping world, it offers a reality check packed with practical tips. I think that's a pretty good overview, actually, by them. And The Gap and the Gain is a guide to finding happiness and fulfilment inside yourself 
instead of constantly hunting for external affirmation. By learning to define your own standards of success and by measuring your achievement backwards, you'll appreciate how much progress you've actually made and experience renewed motivation in every area of your life. I've mentioned them both on this podcast before and we'll probably bring them up again in the future. But this time, the main thing I took away was the concept of having one hour that, if managed right, has a huge effect on your mindset, energy levels, motivation and success. And it's not the hour I thought it would be. So if you're a regular listener, you'll know that I'm a massive fan of having a morning routine. So Michael Hyatt in Free to Focus talks a lot about the importance of having a strong morning and evening routine. Actually, he refers to them as rituals, which I think sounds better. So routine sounds a bit boring, but rituals sound so much more decadent and something you want to aspire to because it might be enjoyable. Anyway, so let's call it your morning and evening ritual. Your morning and evening rituals are a series of positive habits you do every day until they become second nature, like driving a car. Now, although I'm pretty good with my morning ritual, I have to confess the evening ritual I've not been so good at sticking to. It gets shortened or ditched if I've been out or if I've had late night or I just have something else I want to do, which makes me go to bed later. And secretly, I've always thought the hour you wake up is the most important hour of the day because how you think and act in that time sets your mindset for the day, right? So if my evening ritual didn't quite go to plan, it didn't matter so much because I always had my morning ritual nailed. I thought getting sleep was more important than spending time unwinding down and resetting my brain, etc, etc. But it turns out that although what you do in the first hour of your morning is really important, the hour before you go to bed is what really makes all the difference to your future success. This is something that is really emphasised by Hardy and Sullivan in The Gap and the Gain, who go as far to say that what you do during the hour before bed sets the tone for the rest of your life. Okay, that sounds a bit dramatic, but when you get into the science of it and how it all works, you begin to see what they mean. So they say that the hour before bedtime is the sweet spot of your day and has the biggest impact on both your short-term and your long-term success. What you do in this one hour has effects that outweigh what you do with the other hours of your day. It determines how productive and purposeful you are, as well as influences how well your brain functions. If you use this one hour powerfully, the next 24 hours will be successful. If you don't, they'll be wasted. They go on to say that this is because your behaviours before bed are coded into your long-term memory while you're sleeping. It's where your deepest habits are formed. So your brain processes everything you experienced that day, but not everything to the same extent. So how you end your day doesn't only determine how well you sleep. It orders how clear and directed you are when you're awake. It decides how committed and sold you are on what you'll do and who you'll be the next day. It defines how effective and alert you'll be the next day. When you end your day poorly and without a committed plan, you compromise the next 24 hours and become reactive to what's about you and reactive to your own lack of energy. In in simple terms, if you're thinking negative thoughts about your day before bed and have no idea what the next day will hold, That is what your brain will latch on to and focus on during your sleep, leaving you to wake up feeling negative and directionless. So what do you do to make the most of that hour, apart from having a good evening ritual to make sure you sleep well? Well, the secret to making the most of the time before bed, Hardy and Sullivan say, is using the time to actively direct your brain to think about and focus on what you want it to do as it reviews and processes the day. If we direct our brain to focus on something, it will do it, cutting out what it does not need to see. We often direct our brains to do this unconsciously. Think of when you're buying a car and have a favourite that you really want. 
Suddenly, all you can see is that make and model everywhere. It seems that everyone has had the same idea as you. This is because your brain is being told to take note whenever it sees that type of car. There could be great other cars around, but it's just honed in on what it's being told. So the trick is to make sure the last thing your brain hears in a day is positive thoughts. No matter how badly the day has gone, if you can think of three wins for the day and three wins you want for the next day, what Michael Hyatt also refers to as your big three goals, then write them down and make sure you're thinking of them as you drift off to sleep. It sounds like such a simple thing, but it does have a really big effect. So a few weeks ago, I had a problem I was working through, something that's going to have a big impact on my life. And there are lots of variables and pros and cons. I will be sharing this with you at some point once I have it all worked out, I promise. So my mind was worrying with this and I was up researching options until really late. As it was later, I decided to forego my bedtime ritual. I told you I'm not that great at keeping to it. Anyway, I just got into bed with all the questions and options still filling my brain. I you know, fell asleep with all those things still there. I woke up the next morning and it was still all I could think about. Although I had a lot on the next day that needed my attention, all I could think about was that thing. It's not a thing my brain could have solved in one night, so it wasn't a good directing it to do so. If I'd used the three wins method to see my progress and research as a win, I could have closed the book on that topic for a while and focused my brain on what I really wanted to do the next day, which was way more important at that time. It took an hour of journaling my thoughts and calming my brain so I could then think about my day. But my brain was tired and sluggish, like a computer that was overheating. It had been running all night on something it couldn't solve, as it didn't have all the data, and it really negatively affected my day. So the next night, I was really intentional with my evening routine, including thinking about my three wins and what I wanted my wins to be for the next day. I wasn't really sure if it would have much impact, but wow, what a difference. I woke up motivated, immediately thought of what I wanted my wins to be, and practically leapt out of my bed ready to get going. I felt energised and my brain was rested. Yes, getting to bed earlier had helped, but there was more to it than that. I was so much more focused, clear-minded, and intent on doing just what I said I wanted my wins to be that day. It was like my brain had reinforced the desire to hit those goals overnight, so it was just natural to be thinking of them and excited to get going. I've now used the three wins practice most nights since then, and it really has made a difference. And it's something I'm really going to make an effort to focus on in the future. So like me, you might be sceptical, but give it a try and let me know how it works out for you. Apart from thinking of your three daily wins, what else should you do to ensure you make the most of what I'm calling your golden hour? Well, first, let's look at what not to do. Okay, the first thing not to do is to keep looking at screens right up to the time you sleep. So computers, phones and tablets should be put away. Not only does the blue light totally mess with your circadian rhythm, but if you're on social media or a news site, it fills your brains with images and information that then your brain has all night to dwell on. And look, you want to focus on what's important to you, not thinking about the dramas of the Kardashians or the latest war or or natural disaster in the world. That leads me to the next point, which is to avoid exciting, scary or dramatic TV programmes. Anything that's going to get your blood pumping. You should really stop looking at TV altogether, but if that's not possible, then just try to make sure you watch relaxing programs. Another thing not to do is to have coffee and alcohol in the afternoon or evening, as it will affect your sleep quality. But it also affects how your brain will process your day and your thoughts about the next day. Coffee will overstimulate it and alcohol will just dull your brain and shut down any processing of your thoughts. 
doesn't mean you can't have alcohol any time. Of course, you can occasionally. Um, but if you want to have a really good productive day the next day, it's not really the best idea. Coffee, you should really keep to the morning time and not have any after lunch. Okay, what to do instead? To optimize your golden hour, you should make it something you want to do, or you won't be able to pull yourself away from your normal habits. It should be relaxing and enjoyable and help you wind down after a long day. The goal is to clear your mind, let go of any stress from the day, prepare yourself for a good night's sleep and be ready for a positive and productive next day. Now, everyone is different and you need to find a ritual that suits you. But here are some of the things you could include. So you could take a warm bath or shower, if that's something you like. This helps you to relax your muscles and prepare your body to sleep. Have a hot drink, like a herbal tea or a milk-based drink. Just make sure there's no caffeine in it. Spend 10 to 15 minutes meditating or practicing deep breathing or, or just relaxing and in, in, in peace without any, any screens on or on your phone or anything like that. Just letting, letting your brain rest for a while. This can help clear your mind and release any stress or anxiety. You could read a book or listen to a podcast. Choose something that's calming, like apps like the Calm app have bedtime stories that always have me sleeping after just a few words. You can write in a journal, reflect on your day and set your intentions for tomorrow and write down any thoughts or ideas that come to mind. This is where you can write down your three wins for the day and your three wins you're hopeful for the next day. If you don't have a journal, then just write them down on a piece of paper by your bed or on your phone before you put it away, of course. Dim the lights at least 30 minutes before you go to bed to start your body's natural sleep rhythm. And finally, turn off the lights, get into bed, close your eyes and let your mind and body drift off to sleep full of your three wins for the day and what you want to achieve the next day. The bottom line is, if you treat that final hour of your day with the respect it deserves, you're setting yourself up for a smoother ride the next day. And who doesn't want that, right? Think about that last hour before bed like a magic portal. The things you do during that time have the power to cast a spell on your sleep and your performance the next day. So why not make it a spell of positivity, preparation and prosperity? Turn off those screens and start showing some love to your future self. Give yourself the gift of a positive, great night's sleep where you wake up the next morning already excited and motivated for the day and ready to be productive. And if if things don't go as planned, hey, it's not the end of the world. It's pretty much impossible to keep up the perfect sleep routine every night and to remember to think about your three wins um, for the day and three wins for the next day. Just try to do it as often as possible. Commit to yourself, you'll do it better the next night and then keep on doing that. And look, if you just don't have the time and you really have to rush to get to bed and you, you just can't do an evening routine, just do one thing. Before you close your eyes, think of those three positive wins and what you're going to win at the next day. It's as simple as that. That's it for this time. As always, the link to the show notes is in the description for this episode on whatever platform you are listening from. I'll be back next week with another episode, so be sure to tune in. And remember, you deserve to live your passion, so go for it. This is your time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher, or go to my website, nicolohara.com forward slash podcast.